Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, hey everybody. And today, grab your Shakespeare playbooks. We're, we're doing Star Trek VI, soliloquizing motherfucking the Volker, those, Vol- those Klingon bastards just love their Shakespeare. And yeah, you get they to, do. It's, they it's love so much better. Earth literature. Uh, At least the Chang does. Chang is the we'll, we'll get to we'll get to our boy Chang. <laughs> uh, released in 1991, uh, directed by Nicholas Meyer. The end to the original trilo- the original series set mm-hmm. of movies, and as a uh, made in that way as as an ending mm-hmm. or a transition. Not a transition, but no, no, it, it's a. Uh... It really feels like a, like a really fitting ending, uh, and I I'm not gonna lie. I just straight out the gate here, this is my favorite of all of the ones I've we've watched so far, and probably my favorite of all Star Trek movies. This is fantastic. I love this movie, um, and it is it is it's not a passing of the torch. It is it is the final the final run for our our intrepid crew of the enterprise and it it's really great yeah i mean for a lot of them this is their last motion picture mm-hmm. last yeah. time we see them well and the last time that we see them all together and yeah. while i think others will be in other episodes later mm-hmm. make appearances and whatnot this is this is it outside of like the characters return of course for the reboots and all that but yeah this is this is it yeah so yeah, it's it's really good. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's you great. should. Yeah, it's great. It really, God, we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. But this is really this is this takes everything that I love about Star Trek and just ups it. You know how you love Wrath of Khan? Yeah, this, I'm aware. This is this does for me everything that Wrath of Khan does for you. You know what I mean? It just hits mm-hmm. all of those cylinders. Like there's. It's it's there's political intrigue. There's a, a deep resonating message. There's uh, an intriguing plot. There's galactic politics, and it's it's so much wrapped into a great movie. And it it has it it it's like an hour and fifty minutes, but it's a breeze to watch. And it's it's fun. It's fun and it's great. God damn, I oh. Hats off. I'm not even wearing a hat, but I'll, I'll wear one for this one. I, I took it off. Yeah. yeah. I had it. I just, <laughs> Salut. <laughs> um, yeah. So it begins with uh, for Gene, because mm-hmm. uh, Gene Roddenberry had passed before the making of this movie. Uh, and then it goes into a really, really, really. <sighs> yep. In the iconic really. tradition of these movies, the end credits are at the beginning of the movie. Um, and it's long. That is my one main complaint because at first as I was rewatching this, I was like, did I, am I remembering this with rose dented glasses? Is this going to be one of those things? Cause it was just going on for so long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, well, like, and it has like that font, that future font that looks kind of like a, I don't know, like Chrome. Everything's yeah. Chrome in the future. Yeah. This weird, like magenta Chrome thing going on. And yeah, but eventually it does lead to something that wakes the audience up from lulling them into a false sense of security. 
with a motherfucking bang. Boom. Yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome because it, it did what it was supposed to do. It woke me up, you know. Yeah. The, the credits. Someone saved the credits. <laughs> the credits have exploded. Um, yeah, so uh, we see that uh, Hikaru Sulu, and uh, Sulu gets the first name. It's Hikaru. Uh, he, he is now captain of the Excelsior. He actually, yep. you know, moved up in the world. Yeah, got promoted. In uh, 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 doing that thing that the Excelsior does. And yeah, they're uh, they're investigating fart worlds in the uh, new extra prize. Yeah, gaseous just, planet research. Sulu's a true believer in the Excelsior, <laughs> and uh, he's drinking drinking tea, and then it starts to shake, and I was like, "Oh my god, a T Rex!" <laughs> space T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> it's visions based on movement. <laughs> That'd be great. I wouldn't put it past him. I really wouldn't. <laughs> After the fucking whales, anything's possible. It's some sort of space tyrannosaurus. It it, it chased us through the neutral zone. That's not Sulu, but... Uh, the neutral zone sounds so fucking rad. So rad. Uh, so the, uh, the explosion, uh, they come to find out, is caused by the mining moon of Praxis, which sounds like some sort of video game currency. <laughs> I know. It made me, it made me laugh because it made me, uh, yeah, made me if think I, many a strategy game. If I spend 500 more Praxis, I can do a space barracks. <laughs> so I can defend against the space T-Rex attacking my space citizens. <laughs> and uh, it's like, well, they're they're way in the neutral zone. Uh, do we want to go help them? And then they call, and it's like a like the whole place is on fire and screaming. And then they get interrupted with a no. This is fine. Everything's yeah. fine. It was a training exercise, and <laughs> it was a weather balloon. Pay no attention. Pay no. It's attention. It's fine. We're fine. H- how are you? Are you okay? Do you need do you need assistance? Why are you everything's, asking us? Is there anything everything's fine with? down here? Everything's fine. Meanwhile, uh, the first person they talk to is burning alive and screaming <laughs> one of the most horrifying distress calls in Star Trek history. It's a training exercise. Is fine. Everything is okay. But they it's investigate. Po- they they uh, magnify, and they see that the planet has the moon of Praxis has split in half. They have that's no moon. That's no moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a debris field. And it, uh, yeah, it looks awesome. That's like a really powerful image. And basically, it's like the Klingon version of Chernobyl has happened. Yeah. Yep. Due to lack safety regulations and overmining, uh, Praxis has exploded. Yeah. They well they. Uh, they mined the the core, which was the thing that kept it together. Now that that's gone, whew. the gooey center that was holding that that crusty planet all on one. The creamy middle. Yeah. yeah, they get they Rose they hit the, the center, <laughs> <laughs> and it exploded. Oh yeah, it's like a big like the, the Earth does that. Yeah, it's like a big pinata just fucking explodes. <laughs> Candy everywhere. So this causes an emergency meeting of the CNC Music Factory, or the, the <laughs> CNC boardroom. Um, All the admirals in traditional fashion gather together in one uh, single room. room. Anybody important? Yeah, 
Yeah, don't worry. This will never be revisited later. This is uh, totally a great idea. Makes strategic sense in all applications. And the guy comes up up there and says, (laughs) uh, suppose you're wondering why I called this meeting to order. In short, the Klingons are fucked. All right, we got to bring utterly fucked. <laughs> All right, we'll bring on our specific advisor to uh, bring it in. It's Spock, and Spock walks up there and he's says, like, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, they're it's fucked. A, it's fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> Everything's it- fucked." <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got off to the phone with them. They they pretty much summed it up with uh, "fucked." Uh, everything is fucked, and they're all going to die. Etchuta, fucked. That is it's, basically what uh, Chancellor Garron has uh, said to me. The uh, only logical conclusion is to unfuck themselves. <laughs> we, the Federation, must help them <laughs> unfuck this King fuck situation. <laughs> we must uh, use all our ships and all our might and all our powers to undo this mighty travesty they have uh has befallen themselves basically what has happened is the the klingon the general or admiral who's leading the meeting comes up and he says the klingon empire has 50 years of life left in it because the destruction of the moon has basically destroyed the oxygen layer of chronos so the people are going to basically suffocate and they their tremendous military budget they can't keep it up anymore. That's this is yeah. this is no longer. They they have had a had a moment of clarity. They have looked around. They have assessed the situation, and they have said, "Fucked." Ah, fuck. So and, we uh, can't keep doing this anymore. So yeah, they're going to call an end and uh, an end to this cold, cold war. war. Uh. But I have a I have a couple questions. So it's called yeah. the Klingon Empire. Uh-huh. Where is the Klingon Emperor? So let me tell you here. Uh, it's there is at this point in time it there it's vacant, right? So there was a line. I think so. There the Empire started by this guy named Collis, the Unforgettable. He made the Botlas, the big spiky sword. How thing. could I forget? Exactly. Um, he he basically did a Tiber Septum and ascended to godhood in Klingon mythology, I think. But it's basically been vacant for a long time. So it's a ceremonial, like, empty seat, and the Chancellor is the one who actually holds all the power. Okay. Yeah. So. He gets no, cloned, but... I think, in DS9, and then they have an actual figurehead puppet emperor. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know. Because I was like, it's a Klingon emperor, but they have, like, a Chancellor and a mm-hmm. President? Well, I think that's like wrapped in the same deal. I don't know. I I, gotcha. I don't know how it. I I know the basics of how it works. I'm not uh, full. Yeah, my you know way fucking on. more than I did. So <laughs> I read a lot of the I read a lot of the books. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah the the options such as they are, um, is that well, and there's a lot of people on Starfleet that don't want to do this either. But it's just basically a dismantling of the of the fleet they yeah. don't need to be as militaristic uh and one of the admirals is just like that's fucking dumb we don't yeah. need to do that we're gonna be Admiral, completely uh, cart right yeah yeah we we're, we're gonna be completely left wide open in case something else comes into tax and he's not wrong he's but... absolutely not wrong <laughs> knowing what we know in the future and just the universe being what it is yeah he's got a point but he's what it is exemplifying that 
this has been I can't I don't know how exactly many decades this Cold War has been going 70, on. Seventy, I think they said. Yeah, seventy years. So you have whole gen like they mentioned this thing about the older generations are going to have the hardest time acclimating to this new world because that's all they've really like think about it the oh like original series we've been fighting the fucking Klingons this whole goddamn time you know they're the they're the mm-hmm. evil empire they need to be they need to be they they stand against everything that we hold uh, dear and value so it's going to be completely like a whole complete sea change for some people and they're not going to be able to accept this new reality that's it's just not going to process correctly we can't coexist with Klingons. they're animals you know mhm well and i like that it also bridges the gap because uh you know Worf in next generation is totally a klingon mm-hmm. and so it explains like you know, we had to bridge that gap. Yeah. Like, why are they no longer at each other's throats? Well, yeah, and also that they, you know, in, in eventual time, they become allies in the Dominion War, and then eventually Klingons will join the Federation, we know, in, like, the 26th century. So, you know, it's it's the it's the start of this detente, and it's, re- like they mentioned it, it's a historic event. They're going to be living in, living in history by doing this. But, you know, much like anyone else... Uh, or like any other thing, there's going to be people whose entire existence depends on their on this whole system continuing. Like we can't not have a cold war. They could. Get, well, they you know... need. They could. You know. What do you mean we're not going to? You know, somebody's out there selling fucking photon torpedoes, and like, what do you yeah. mean we're not going to sell any more fucking photon torpedoes? <laughs> exactly. This doesn't work for us anymore, dog. Yeah. So, and then, oh, we're going to be what? Just a science fleet? The fuck? Yeah. So discovery exploration <laughs> that's not why I joined Starfleet. I wanted to kill new and exciting alien races. I don't know if you Christopher Pike shoved those words of a peacekeeping armada right up your ass. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's, that's sort of the that's, main but that's I don't know I that's so realistic though. Because I like the fact that like that Star Trek is a universe that has this very utopic and optimistic view of humanity in the future. But I also like the fact that you can explore the actual resonating flaws of human beings in in that context. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and this one feels like the most... I hate to use the word grounded and realistic because I just don't like that in general. Well, yeah, but it it's does... a bit... It's, not, it doesn't, it's like a catch-all term in the wrong way. But it does feel... It's the most nuanced. That's a better... Yeah, but there are people, like, that are definitely racist towards the Klingons. They fucking hate them. Exactly. And I like the fact that that's a theme of the movie, though. I think that's a a strong point in this one's favor, because that's that's a real thing, you know? That is a timeless kind of thing that I think all, you know, should we... Should aliens show up or whatever and communicate you know that is gonna have is will always be a thing amongst all species you know what i mean and the Mm -hmm. fact that this movie tackles that and it is an important message and has a positive uh uh message and how even kirk starts is almost like spencer tracy guess who's coming to dinner and he he they fucking name drop it exactly and he has that transformation i like that he goes through that transformation it's 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 well, the culmination it's... of uh, of all the story threads picked up so far and done in such a way that it it actually neatly ties them together with the yes, death it... and the fights with the Klingons. Oh man, the, Hits. the whole arc 
from like two, three. Well, this is more of a sequel to two and three. Yeah. Than anything. You could argue the first one as well. The little hints in the first one, but definitely from two onward. But yeah, Kirk, and this is a, a big part of it, is that Spock has volunteered mm-hmm. uh, them because Sarek is the ambassador to the Klingons now. In addition to everything else the man does, he's a machine. Pretty, yeah, exactly. The Federation would break down without that dude. And uh, they're going to bring James T. Kirk, even though it was someone that they demanded be dead in order for <laughs> anything to continue. The Klingons literally asked for this yeah, uh, because only Nixon could go to China. Yeah, I like that joke. Only Vulcans have an old proverb. Only Nixon could go to China. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this two groups like the because the klingons would have every reason to hate kirk just as fucking much well yeah um, both, both sides have legitimate beef you know and both sides aren't spotless klingons no, definitely and, but uh, i like the fact that the federation has its own flaws and has that you know what i mean well and it's uh and spock even says you know we gotta we gotta help them you know they're yeah. they're going to die and, and then kirk responds has with my favorite favoritest fucking moment in star trek i i don't know 100 percent why i love it but i think i love it because it is such a a 180 from how we know captain kirk but having die let them die and he says that and you just you feel it because it's even with all the how shitty the movies can be Okay, the the continuity of the stories that have gone forward in his life give him every reason to hate the Klingons, every yeah, reason to like, have that prejudice, and it, he has to he has to swallow that to do the right thing, even though he doesn't trust them. This could be a fucking we don't fucking know. They could try and fucking stab us in the face. Yeah, though I do think that in some other depictions he's much more of like a pro peace anyway. Yeah. So, well, I think it's it just makes sense given like he had a son, he found out he had a the son. The Klingon bastards killed, killed his son. son, and that that hardens that, you know, as it would probably anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that he has he does have that prejudice, but it gets kind of excised. He he's a dynamic character through the plot, you know. He learns to overcome that for the betterment of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so his his uh, the final mission because they're going to decommission the Enterprise again. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we they, rebuilt it, and then two weeks later, we're shutting it down. Uh, we're shutting down the project. <laughs> uh, so they're going to decommission the Enterprise again, and this is the last that the crew's going to be together. This is this is it, last ride. It's an escort mission, and Kirk is also miffed that it's an escort mission. He's played video games. He knows what's mm. up. He's fucking... This isn't going to end well. <laughs> He's got to escort um, their chancellor to Earth. Gorkon. To Gorkin, the Gorkin man. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the Gorkin man. Uh, and played by David Warner again. Yeah. Like, David Warner <laughs> is back, baby. We just saw baby. him on Nimbus 3. <laughs> Tim- it's somewhat completely fucking different. Don't worry it, about it. Well, don't worry. No one else fucking saw Star Trek Five. It's fine. Let's <laughs> have. Ra- let's get. Let's get David Warner an actual good role this time. Yeah, and he's awesome. He's great. We're getting. Uh, um. So yeah, they're they're gonna escort him back to Earth so that they can do the peace talks. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, so they go and aboard the ship. See, they go aboard the ship, and we get to meet the new. Is she the new XO or science officer? Helmsman. Helm. Okay. I, she's she. I think she's Sulu's replacement. Yeah. So she's Valer- Valeris. 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 That's it. Played by Kim Cattrall. Um, yeah. Was originally of... going to be Savic. But uh, for reasons we'll get to, uh, they chose against it. Uh, Kim Cattrall, best known for Porky's Sex in the Sex City. in the City. That's the thing I know they're from the best is Sex. Yeah. Was she in one of the Mannequin movies? Probably. She's done a lot of stuff. She's been in a lot of things. She's a good but... actress. Yeah. Yep. And uh, has the 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 Vulcan bangs. Mm-hmm. It's always cool seeing, because I was you know. Seeing her and other stuff, it's cool seeing how actors and actresses play Vulcans, especially famous people, you know, that aren't normally in Star Trek, you know? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's just cool, like, seeing how other actors and actresses, like, their take on a Vulcan. She, uh, yeah, doesn't seem, like, she's not full, uh, I've already forgotten she's his name. St- what? Sarek. That's Sarek. Yeah. Uh, Sarek? Spock's brother. Spock's oh, brother. Cybok. Sorry. Cybok. Sarek's Mass Effect. Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, but she's she's not full Cybok, but she is, no. tends to be more like, I would say emotional. Like, yeah, has... She's just pride, uh, mm-hmm. for one thing. Well, she's all, she also, as we will find out, falls into that category of people who can't fathom this new reality. And she gives hints of that throughout, because she's not... She doesn't feel like a typical Vulcan. You know, the way that, you know, she's she has that logic kind of thing. But I don't know. I never even when I first saw this movie, I was like, I don't trust that lady. There's mm-hmm. some there's something fishy about that. No, that she's lady. the the new person kind mm-hmm. of thing. But, yeah, they uh, the Enterprise is also fixed. Yep. Now. So don't need to worry about that. Um, and Kirk gives the order to, yeah, just use full impulse. Just, just gun it out of this space dust. Just fucking, just don't even wait for the doors to open. Just hit it. Just, just give it the beans. <laughs> give it the beans. <laughs> give it. And, and uh, Valeris is just like, uh, the regulations say to give it impulse. And everyone just like damn near gasps and yeah, drops their like, drinks. What the fuck? A record just screeches. Say? Yeah. She, she refused to give it the beans. Kirk is like the order was to give it the beans. Savic, <laughs> give it the beans. Uh, yeah, and so they do the Star Trek equivalent of buzzing the fucking tower. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's a guy in there who pours Romulan ale on his shirt. Ah, fuck. Ah, fuck. <laughs> it's not Romulan ale. That's hella Play on blood wine. No, it wouldn't even be that. No, it, space coffee. Space coffee. <laughs> space folders. Earl Grey, hot. Space That's... Maxwell House. <laughs> oh, God. Those poor fucks. <laughs> you know, well, in Starfleet, they're not going to fucking pay for good shit. Just give them piping hot salt water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what blend is this? Who gives a fuck? It doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to peel paint. Who gives a shit? It's going to fucking turn your stomach, but it has a psychoactive drug in it, doesn't it? <sighs> Even the replicator can't uh, make that shit good. I don't think they have replicators at this point. No, not yet. Because I was thinking about that as I was watching it, but no. Because we get to see an actual fucking kitchen. Okay, we'll get to mm-hmm. it. But like, yeah, we're getting there. I was like, oh, cool. 
Um, yeah, so they buzz the tower, and then we get a captain's log, which apparently Kirk just does in his quarters, which he doesn't <laughs> he have does the book. Wherever. No, he doesn't have the cool book. He's just, like, talking aloud. He's just dropping a captain's open. log. Yeah. <laughs> with the door wide open. Like, who is this, yeah. Lyndon B. Johnson over here? What the fuck? Yeah. And it's just like, uh, the Klingons, I hate them. Can't trust them. <laughs> fucking hate them. Fucking, they, they spit I hate, on their graves. Hate them, hate their stupid mustaches, hate the forehead ridges. <laughs> hate the smell, hate all them little bones. <laughs> <laughs> Can't fucking stand him. <laughs> and then Savick walks in. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> she just catches the stray spittle. She ah, oh, Captain. <laughs> I didn't see my door was open. Valerius, <laughs> I keep saying Savick. It's not Savick. No, it's not. Savick is just. Savick is just <laughs> fucked um, off to Vulcan. Vulcan. She retired. She and that's like, just where she be. <laughs> where she be. Where <laughs> where where she remain. On Vulcan. Never seen or heard from again. Yeah. She chucked Cunningham herself on Vulcan <laughs> and she's just fucking there now. <laughs> she's still in the same spot probably. <laughs> Some say. If you walk by just enough you can see it. Savick sitting there looking at the sky where the bird of prey fucked off into the galaxy. Doing weird finger puppet things or whatever. <laughs> Just don't let her touch your hands. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, they have more of a... Um, Savick and, and Kirk have more of a conversation about the subject at hand. And mm-hmm. uh, then... Not Savick, it's Valeris. Fuck. <laughs> I know, it's hard, right? <laughs> We we need to we need to check our own biases. Yeah. <laughs> um, they all look the same. <laughs> oh, let's let's learn a good lesson by the end of this. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we also yeah, get then, to see uh, Spock talks to uh, Valeris with his fucking sick pimp mug. With his with his yeah with his fucking <laughs> he's smoking that good Vulcan stuff. That's his Vulcan bong, and he's drinking the Vulcan bong water. He's like Samick. Oh, God, this, this is my. <laughs> <laughs> this is my last voyage of the Starship Enterprise, man. It's oh. only logical to get fucked up before oh. the journey. This is gonna Here, be a, drink this. This is, this is going to be a dank trip. Have some. And, yeah, Spock's hanging it up. And yeah. uh, it's like, Valeris, she, she I want you him. to be my number one <laughs> guy. Yeah. And, but she also asked about this painting. Uh, that Spock has in his room, and it's uh, what is it? The uh, uh, it's uh, them being kicked out of Eden, right? That's it. Uh, yeah, Eden. He's like, it's from human mythology. It really ties the room together. <laughs> <laughs> this and my sick mug. <laughs> yeah, he's drinking a white Russian, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I had fun with that. This oh, and we find out that he. He's, he's her sponsor, basically. He specifically selected her to be his replacement. So there, And there's a really strong bond. I don't know father-daughter bond, but a really strong yeah, mentor. mentor bond. And there's a really deep trust between them. And they, they do really they do a great job of conveying that. I think this is probably my favorite... Uh, uh, God damn it, Spock's actor. Uh, Nimoy. Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy performance in Star Trek. Yeah, he has. He's a lot more, 
Well, they give him a lot more like to do. He, he's a lot not. More range. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he doesn't get to be a fucking robot all the goddamn time like in right. one. Uh, but yeah, he, they he picked Valeris specifically because he was the most trustworthy officer and least treacherous of all of the different Vulcans. Nod, nod, wink, wink. That there were. Um, so yeah, they they come upon the Klingon ship. Mm-hmm. Um, Chronos get to meet one. Chronos One. Mm-hmm. Woo! Uh, with uh, David Warner yeah, again, as, as fantastic type. actor. Awesome, fucking great, and we get to see. Uh, Chancellor Gorkon, and he's like they do this great shot at Gorkon, and he's got these wicked boots and this huge like cane made of a tooth and yep. or a bone. I couldn't. Yeah, tell. it's it's a it's a big ass bone. It's like a yeah. thigh bone to an animal. Yeah, yeah. And he's got like this Abe Lincoln esque beard with. Oh, he looks great, and he's fantastic. And he comes, and we get to see the whole Klingon, uh, his. Uh, uh, entourage entourage that's it yeah along with his chief of staff uh general chang played by yeah. uh, topher plumber and uh, yep uh it's actually his birthday today i found out really when we're recording yes it's christopher plumber's birthday happy birthday christopher plumber miss yeah, him chang, he's tremendous tra- chang is an well spoilers he's the villain of yeah, the he's, piece he's the bad guy he conveys it about as with with all the subtlety of a fucking tank, with a as much as a brick. He looks like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He has an eye patch. He quotes Shakespeare of, it, maniacally. Yeah, loves itself some Shakespeare, um, and they as a admiration for the work of Captain Kirk because mm-hmm. they invite them. They uh, Kirk uh, invites them to dinner. Yeah, to. You know, on, as a uh, on the Enterprise, as a good, peace kind of goodwill gesture, and, and uh, actually, Valeris is the one that reminds them that they have Romulan, Romulan ale, ale on board. That's a key point as well. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, that they have Romulan ale on board, and uh, Gorkon's like, "Of course, I'll come on board for some Romulan ale." Oh, four score <laughs> seven <laughs> years ago. Four score seven was... years ago, I was with Marilyn. Yeah. No, he's uh, <laughs> he's able to gonna get, yeah, he's gonna get uh, beamed aboard, and yeah, they have a a conversation. But yeah, this is where the guess who's coming to dinner mm-hmm. line, which uh, they wanted to hurry to say, but she flat out fucking refused. Well, of course she did. Yeah, um, but yeah, and uh, we also get to see that man, Starfleet is hella racist at times. There's these two uh, well, crewmen that are just like, oh, they fucking smell. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That well, table I'm manners. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I again, I find that to be very, you know, that that as sucks as it much as as much as it sucks to admit. I feel like that's kind of something that always is gonna be a problem with the human race. So again, that's that level of you've been fighting these people or been in a cold war with this evil empire for decades. Like you might have lost, and this is something that they also keep going on with in like next generation stuff where they fight wars against the Cardassians and even miles O'Brien, one of the great engineer characters and like DS nine and other stuff. He, you know, was completely racist against Cardassians, called them Cardies. And, you know, it's, I, as much as it sucks to admit, I like that that's conveyed. I like the fact that there is like, uh, a real human element of again that sounds so fucked up but i find that to be that nuance you know yeah the, the well the fact that it's not black so and white co- 
yeah, kumbaya and rainbows all the yeah, time. Yeah, that which... they're not that they're not all paragons of virtue. That yeah, they're part of you know this is a peacekeeping and discovery armada. But again, might have lost family mem- family members who died fighting Klingons or in raids or you know so on both sides. So I like that. Yeah, well, and you got to imagine there's probably all kinds of like propaganda and stuff too. Like mm-hmm. same thing. Like uh, well, I mean, every again, side, everyone does life... it real life par- parallel with us in the cold war you know like the well soviet and, union the you the great the mighty adversary of you know democracy so and so think forth. about the like the kobayashi maru and all the tests mm-hmm. and stuff the uh, op four in there was uh fight the klingons. klingons they were the ones that were attacking the peaceful ship the kobayashi exactly. maru so like it, this is it, it's it's just sort of something that has always been and again, on both sides, driven into everybody's heads. And I like the fact that this movie has people in Starfleet that do that, that aren't completely like, oh, no, fucking everything's great, everybody. And the future is full of happy whimsy. Like, I, I like that. Don't get me wrong. I like the fact that this is that a universe that leans towards that. But I think that some of the best Star Trek, some of the best Star Trek things can play with that level of gray. While yeah. still being, while still shining through that optimistic, quintessential thing of Star Trek. And actually, the dinner scene gets, you know, they actually get challenged on that uh, mm-hmm. a lot. There's someone that says, like, even the term the human race is, yeah. you know. What the fuck? Why, like, that doesn't apply to us. We're not human. And, and you know, all the people that you let in are just basically fucking human like mm-hmm. vulcans are just humans with fucking elf ears yeah like well and you... again I, I like i like the fact that even whatever like that that's kind of a thing that goes across all species in star trek you know what i mean and even in other media and stuff like that everybody's gonna have real i think that is something that would be a problem if you're approaching it in this kind of nuanced way that nicholas meyer did mm-hmm. you know but uh yeah the uh the Gorkin man, because I guess that's what he am, uh, <laughs> gives a toast to the undiscovered country, as Shakespeare put it. Uh, mm-hmm. The future, which, as you were telling me, was actually death. Yes. So, <laughs> so well, it, it can have many different meanings. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's so much better in its native Klingon. Uh, said the original Sha- Klingon. You gotta read Shakespeare. Shakespeare and the original Klingon. Yeah. Huh. I just like the idea of Gork could be a JFK. <laughs> I, I like the I just like the idea that the only export that the the Klingons took from all of humanity was fucking Shakespeare. Well, is it? I I thought it was it, something that kind of I don't know. I didn't remember, but I was kind of like, whoa, was like when they're again bringing up quotes and kind of challenging each other on various views. When Kirk brings up. Hitler, Earth, 1938, and everybody kind of goes quiet, and it was like, Jesus Christ, even the Klingons have heard of Hitler. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, and it's like, yeah, he goes to zero to 100 quick, because, like, Chang just says, like, what does Chang say? Something about bunch, strengthening the borders. Yeah. Uh, and just, He's you know, el- elbow room. Then, yeah, that's what he says. He, t- he mentions that the Klingons will need elbow room. Elbow that's room, when, elbow yeah. room. And uh, that's when Kirk brings up, you know, Hitler, and well, because yeah. you know, as as we all know, Elbow Room is the most cheerful song about the extermination of an entire people that you'll ever fucking hear. Yep. 
go look that up on uh, YouTube. Look up Elbow Room. Just think of George Custer just moving his elbows up and down. He's fucking excited. Mm-hmm. Just glossing over a whole bunch of fucking things. That Well, it was for school children. I, I doubt. Yeah, I don't but, think that was the... Uh, I don't know. I'm not, it's a uh, bit, That's a bit much for us to get into. That's but. a... That's a completely different fucking topic, and uh, they're eating they're eating blue noodles. Isn't that weird? Yeah, <laughs> they don't weird. even have. And they're drinking really weak ass Romulan ale. That shit's barely blue. How is that and... stuff very blue, very illegal? Yeah, that's only moderately illegal. Yeah, that's the only half. They cut that with like lemonade or something. That's weak. Sipping on ale and juice, laid <laughs> yeah. back. So dinner doesn't go well once Kirk name drops Hitler. <laughs> As often happens at a party. <laughs> Just someone to, the, a topic to avoid uh, yeah. in all dinners. In the midst of eating your spaghetti, best not to bring up to pure. Yeah, uh, with your blue, blue noodles. Look um, good, I try. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably not that hard. To probably food coloring I think Babbage did an episode on them. Yeah. Uh, so as we uh, they go and retire for the evening, and everyone's a hell of drunk because Romulan ale, and Kirk notes did not have any Romulan ale at any more diplomatic functions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they he's called aboard, drunk and early, they, because there is some neutron radiation they're detecting, and that's really weird. Yep. Um, so they detect it, and then. Uh, with the view screen up, they see that someone has fired a photon torpedo at the Klingon ship, and it looks like it's them. Mm-hmm. They fire two. Um, and then in one of my favorite scenes in the movie, um, people bring, the gravity goes out in the Klingon ship, and then two assassins beam aboard with mm. magnetic boots and fucking murder everybody. Everybody. Uh, damn near like they leave they leave one person alive armless they disarm him he's mostly armless yeah uh mostly armless he still has one (laughs) Uh, and then they they shoot they shoot up everybody and then Mm -hmm. the the gorkin man's like oh where's chang we need him as they're floating around yeah and uh yeah he shoots and then the blood just kind of i love the blood effect and the way that the blood's just holding and uh, Even though the it's really way. early CG, really powerful, and that's one of those things. If they ever did a redo of this movie, like did like a up, I don't know, like an update or a polish or whatever, that totally deserves to be like one of the elements that they add. That because I think some of that modern uh, visual effects magic would do that scene like amazing. Yeah, for sure, and yeah, because it's the... incredibly powerful already. And at the time, probably definitely more so. But I just think that that would be just one of those little like that would be an okay little polish to do. You know, nothing against the what they did, but yeah, it's a different sort of violence than we get out of Star Trek in its own yeah. way. Yeah, and I I like that. I like that. Oh, so much about this movie that just yeah that makes it stand out. Because I again I like the fact that it has all those different working parts where it's not your usual whatever the fuck is usual for these characters in the movies we've seen across these movies, you know, adventures Mm -hmm. we've seen across these movies, but how within the context of the universe, like just the politics of it, the, 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 
the feelings of prejudice, the the humanity of the characters in terms of their negative uh, reactions to Klingons and on both sides, and how characters change and how, like I said, how that light of optimism for the Federation and the future uh, does shine through at the end, and how it how it wraps everything up as a nice send off. It just it works on all those same levels for me and because it's ah man so many good things i can say about it sorry rambling oh no no that's fine and uh yeah so the power comes back on uh, or the generator says that people leave some blood getting on their boots mm-hmm. and uh the klingons are like what the fuck is this yeah uh and kirk and bones board like kirk immediately surrenders and mm-hmm. beam then they beam aboard uh unarmed and they're like oh they have a doctor. They need to go do that. Like, try to fix up Gorkin. Yeah. Uh, and Gorkin is just bleeding. What looks to be raspberry yogurt just yeah, fucking makes, everywhere. Makes berry flavored uh, go play, and uh, <laughs> he's yeah. uh, he's not well. That stuff is starting to starting to go fast. And yeah, he's like, I don't even know his anatomy, and I'm like, no which I think is. Bones does like trying to fix him. Like I don't know his anatomy, which is very telling. It's like they don't even know how these fuckers work. I know they've been fighting for decades, and they don't even. It's like when they must have brought the bird of prey, and they were like, "Whoa, we've never, damn, <laughs> you know, never even thought to take one." Yeah, like they can what? do that. Like that's a thing. And yeah, he's just bleeding raspberry goo all over everything, and. uh He's trying to do Bones is trying to do CPR, um, and then tr- does the life punch. You yeah. know the one in in movies when normal CPR isn't working, so you just fucking wail a dude's you just, chest. You just wail your impotent rage against the chest and the hopes to <laughs> live. Start moving, damn it! <laughs> and you just do like a falcon punch on the fucking chest, <laughs> yeah. and you just hope that that'll do it. Because the chest compression, you hope that his fucking chest cavity doesn't cave in because he's been shot by fucking lasers. <laughs> yeah, you got to get the space bullet out. Yeah, well, he does. He he basically sticks his like Doctor Who screwdriver thing into Gorkin's chest and goes to work. Meanwhile, they put him up on the table at, that before Bone starts working, but eventually Live! he just can't save him, uh, and he's starting to fade away. And he grabs Kirk's head and he's like, he says to Kirk don't let it end this way and then he dies and what happens is kirk has this realization that that he that his untrustworthiness towards gorkon wasn't founded that gorkon genuinely wanted peace and genuinely wanted the best thing for his people and everything that he was saying was on the straight and narrow it wasn't a trick it wasn't a trap it wasn't wasn't anything like that and that's when kirk really begins to re-examine and his own behavior. Well, and he has a lot of time to do that as he's immediately arrested, arrested. along with Bones yes. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, you know, firing on the ship and killing Gorkin. And yeah, so they're going to go take him in a trial. And uh, meanwhile, back on Earth, uh, Kurtwood Smith's here as the president, <laughs> yeah, and the he president. looks fucking great. He's amazing. That hair is dope. Just this massive fucking hairdo, this massive yeah. mane, glorious uh, mane. He looks like, honestly, he looks like a like Fabio and Fu Manchu at a kid. Yeah, and that kid looks a lot like Eric Foreman's dad. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> dumbass. 
yeah, it's it's uh yeah. If you don't know Kurtwood Smith, he's the Red Foreman yeah, in that seventies show. And RoboCop. Yep, uh, Clarence Hardiker, mm-hmm. if I think his name does does uh, a lot of stuff. Gonna be in that nineties show apparently. Yeah, well, you know, gotta gotta follow what was going on with those guys. Hey man, so, I honestly don't mind because I do enjoy that seventies show. I do too, but like you know. You gotta wonder who all it's gonna have. Is it gonna bring back Randy? Remember Randy? Because if it's just everyone's, if it's just everyone's kids, I'm just kind of like, who I don't, cares? I don't know. I think I think most everybody would be coming back, except for you know the obvious guy, uh, fucking Ashton Kutcher, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After the butterfly effect, he was never back allowed to that '70s show. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I just like Red Foreman, and I will watch him in anything. So that's fair. But yes, he's he is uh, he's something in this movie. Oh, uh, he's great. I think he's an Afrosian. That's the name of his uh, the alien race. He's, I they never say his name. He's just the Federation president. No, I thought he was the Klingon president. No, <laughs> Kurtwood Smith is the Federation president. The, fe- the, 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 the <laughs> that would make no sense if they had a chance for <laughs> president. That's what I thought. Like I was like, how the fuck does this you, work? You Klingon president are just Chancellor Junior. <laughs> no, then why would his daughter take over as Chancellor? Why would they be negotiating? Right. I, well, okay. obviously that explains why you were so confused. That explains a ton. Yes, yeah. and uh, yes. because we uh, go to we go to the. It's probably San Francisco because that's the capital of the headquarters of the Federation. And uh, it, he's in his office with the Romulan ambassador, the Klingon ambassador, and Sarek. Uh, and they're explaining the situation that you know, yeah, this fucking what happened. And Kurt Woodsmith like you bunch of dumbasses. And uh, Kirk's gonna go on trial. That's what's yes. gonna happen. But the peace. Uh, I can't remember his daughter, the Gorkin's daughter's name, but she becomes the new chancellor. Gork and, woman. And... <laughs> she is going to fulfill her father's wishes for the peace process, but it's not going to be on Earth. It's going to be in a secret location to be determined at a later date after the trial. After Set Klingon justice. <laughs> this, well, yeah. Uh, what a place to have a conference. <laughs> it's Don't not going to be at the words. Genesis pole. The Genesis planet. <laughs> yeah. No, let's go to Nimbus 3, the planet of fucking galactic peace. You know, that would have been great. <laughs> Just right that there next nice to the three tittied cat slipper. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you thought we forgot. We'll never forget. That's burned into my fucking, ma- <laughs> my fucking brain. There um, are ships on Nimbus 3 now. Mm hmm. Um, so, yeah, we. Uh, Go down to the trial where a a wharf is the public defender for it's his grandfather. Uh, yeah, that's so. Worf's uh, Worf's grandfather. Yep, the Michael Dorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome playing that. Yeah, he's really good, it's... honestly. And, well, everybody does really good in this movie, but it's just even separate from knowing that that's like Worf the Elder. It's he was just really cool. I always like Michael Dorn and stuff. Yeah, he. Uh, He's trying his best, but uh, this was uh, oh, they're fucked. The, they're completely. The cards closed. were stacked against them. He does. Yeah, they he know does it. his. He does his absolute damnedest, though, to his credit. 
And uh, one of the subtle touches I love about this movie, well, one that they have the universal translators, the voice thing, bet- and uh, but also the fact that they'll start Christopher Plummer off speaking. That's in- what I mean. Yeah, he starts yeah. speaking in Klingon, and then it changes, and you hear it like from the outside, then you hear it from the inside. I love that. That was so cool. Yeah, it's just such a subtle touch to like. Well, one, you never think like, about it. Yeah. Like, why would they be speaking English? And they're not. That's just yeah. for your benefit. It's for us, and, yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, they're they on the... Kronos, so why would he speak English? Yeah, exactly. Um, and they use a lot of the stuff against them, like the fact that they were drinking Romulan ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, he condemns the doctor as incompetent. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they have the log mentioned... that Kirk did. Yeah, the what he said about... Uh... Not let them die, but the other thing when he was uh, uh, he can't forgive them log. for the death of his can't yeah. forgive them for the death of his son Dave. Yeah, and uh, and uh, also a little subtle thing here that we know that everything's kind of wrapping up. They keep mentioning things like retirement and like the Enterprise getting decommissioned and things like that. And what he calls Doctor McCoy an incompetent, partly because he says, you know, I'm going to be retiring in like what two months three three, months three months yeah and so you either were incompetent by what lack of practice or lack of will or whatever and so we're getting the feeling that this it's the ending as well Mm -hmm. because they mentioned when they at the beginning like i wonder if this is going to be our retirement party yeah well and we get uh this there they never had a chance Um, uh they do Worf, for his credit though does get the sentence commuted to uh to just life imprisonment. Well, I think that might have happened anyway because, again, in the interest of uh, peace, so they don't start a. Because I think all all the Klingons realize what's going to happen. That we're fucked. Like fuck. Everybody got the memo. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Achota. Fucked. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Even so, I had it underlined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think, like he says, in the interest of, you know, similar to what the chancellor chancellor daughter uh is kind of saying like in the interest of peace we're not gonna we're gonna kill you in a roundabout way we're gonna send you to the absolute worst prison in the galaxy and you will probably die shortly because you are a woman cleveland have fun yeah cleveland's dilithium mines fucking got him no it's a rura pinte rura rura pinte yeah which sounds like a Santa Prisca. <laughs> Sounds like an exotic actor that would be like guest starring Rua Pinte on <laughs> yeah. like Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah. um, Ricardo it's a big, cousin. It's a big frozen rock that has a mine with no guards in it. Well, it has it has guards, but it's... well, it's like a, no guard posts. You know, yeah. the only thing that's blocking better... is from being beamed out. Yeah. Well, it's it's. The idea is you're better off working to death in these mines than being on the surface because you'll die in minutes. Nothing you can survive on the surface of Rurapente. Nope. Um, and yeah, you know, they have a good first day. They meet Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, some real Harry and the Henderson shit happens where he tries to steal his, Kirk's coat. Yep. Uh, like, I need you to join our gang. And also, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. He's <laughs> like, what? I... Uh-huh don't know what you're saying you see i have no money but i have this bag of cigarettes would that be sufficient and they uh they meet amon or marita uh played by amon david yeah. bowie's wife right on yeah 
And she's smoking a cigar. Like, here, smoke this. I'll keep you warm. It's <laughs> yeah. that dank kush. <laughs> it's that dank shit. It's that, oh, man. <laughs> that's the Rurupente fucking, that's the Rurutunte kush right there. I am Rurupente. Oh, my God. I'm seeing double. Bones, take a hit. <laughs> ah, you're bogarting this. <laughs> you're meanwhile, my vibe. Meanwhile, on the Enterprise, uh, they are launching an investigation to figure out what the fuck actually happened. Yeah. They're being called into, uh, into Starfleet, knowing that that is going to be the end of it and the end of Kirk. They can't let that stand, so they're going to investigate, faking all kinds of comms issues, mm-hmm. uh, engine problems, uh, everything in the book. The usual. While they dig through trying to everything. figure out what they the scour- fuck happened. Well, because before before even Kirk and uh, Bones go on to Kronos 1, they talk like, we didn't launch any, there were no Phantom Photon torpedoes firing, you know, because uh, they have all their, everything's accounted for. But then I think they said the virus happened, right? That changed the mm-hmm. records. So the operation was from within, but they didn't fire the torpedoes, but... The, the assassin still must be on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So they're looking so, for the boots, they're looking for the uniforms, they're looking for anything they can find, and I really like this bit. This It doesn't feel like filler, you know what I mean? No, this is actually honest-to-God shit that the Enterprise can like solve. And yeah. like gives them a reason to do stuff independent of everyone else, which is sometimes lacking. It just seems like it's the Kirk Absolutely. show. Yeah, that's why I, li- um, I like that. But yeah, they uh, one of the parts they go and they go into the mess hall, which are like the canteen, like basically the kitchens. While they're cooking like two full like turkeys, it must be Thanksgiving yeah. on the. It's like mashed potatoes, uh, and Valeris surmises that they couldn't use phasers because an alarm would go off if you shoot a phaser, and mm-hmm. she does that by shooting this man's pot of mashed potatoes, leaving the mashed potatoes. In like with the spoon, and somebody's got to have to clean that up. Valeris doesn't fucking do it. Nope. Just mad for him. Is he looking for boots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're looking for those magnetic boots. Um, and everyone just rushes in. Like, did someone fire a phaser? And it's like, yeah. don't worry about it. And then some. Like, did someone fire a phaser? Don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. it. It's, um, it's a running thing. Yeah. So, um. They go through like a lot here. Do you want to just like break it out or like go the back and forth? I, I think we just go through the whole investigation and then sure. go to the yeah. Totally. Okay, so they eventually do. Our uh, checkoff finds a blood spatter on mm-hmm. the teleporter some sort room. of yeah some sort of thing in the teleporter room on their slide it's like yeah. a Dexter kill slide. Pretty much. It's like yeah. yep, that's that's what it looks like. And uh, then it's like, okay, well, we got to check the uniforms next. Uh, they also check, th- and they find the boots, and the boots belong to crewman Dax. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're Not like, oh, of we... the Dax symbiotes for Star yeah. Trek nerds. And they're but, like, uh, the, if the shoe fits, am I right, murderer Dax? And then everybody looks down, and they're like, oh, my God, you don't wear shoes. Yeah, and this is the one thing, because we know eventually the traitor had to have planted them. Mm-hmm. Uh, why was the logical choice to try to frame little Skittles for the fucking murder? <laughs> I think just to throw fucking... them up, the, just, throw, just I... 
buy time. I, I guess, but wouldn't you want to just pin it on some un- like someone that could actually do the like? Would well, have actually presuming did- who who planted the shit, right? Because it's those it's those two jerk offs who were racist before toward the Klingon delegation in the teleport room, uh, who were the assassins, and so I wonder if they planted that there or if it was Valeris. Yeah, because I was Cause like, if it was those two fucking dumbasses, I can believe I... them just like, yeah, fuck it, just put it anywhere that isn't near us. Yeah, we'll frame little Skittles, it'll be fine. Yeah. And, yeah, but if it's Valeris, then she's just Dumb. fucking stupid. Yeah. So that's, that's so I, it could either be throw them off the scent somehow, just buy time until the second assassination happens, or whatever. Yeah. This seems like the kind of thing that'd be a fun board game. Yeah, actually. So, probably already is. Someone's probably made this. Oh, I bet. Oh, now we can go back to prison. Um, meanwhile, back at prison, Kirk fights <laughs> Ivan Ooze. <laughs> yeah, Ivan Ooze's cousin. Yeah, it's just this big motherfucker that looks like Ivan Ooze. So prison's going great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he hits him in the knees, and he falls over, and like basically passes out. And that's where his no. dick was. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk crushed his, Kirk crushed his gonads. He's a ball knee and or whatever. Yeah, I don't he, know. Has, he has testicular knee syndrome. Yeah, he's got just balls in his knees. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird place to stay. Like just evolutionarily speaking, <laughs> the biology speaking, of that planet was way off. Magic like, of Star Trek. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like what physiological purpose would that serve (laughs) hold on let me just we gotta just bash knees together yeah it like put something so sensitive where you walk because he's a biped yeah he's bipedal (laughs) so why would you put that there and even kirk's like i thought those were his knees i feel so bad for crushing his ball sack yeah and uh meridia is just like oh that's where uh you know, you just always think that everyone's human. Those weren't his knees. Those were his genitals. Yeah. It's like, what the... F- I'm still just like, why the fuck would you put... Whatever. Why would you wear, like, kneecaps? Ball caps? Yeah, like some sort of, like, knee pad but, slash cup situation. I know, you're in, I know you're in prison, but even more so in that sense. I mean, are you just... Depending on the fact that you're a huge, intimidating alien? I mean... And just the, the porn there. It's just like, oh, she's going to show a whole leg... Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're Bones and and uh, Kirk and Meridia are going to hatch a plan to escape, uh, which you can't do. But uh, Kirk's been tagged with uh, so that they can find him and beam him up. They just need to figure out. Yeah, he's out wearing how to... a, a tracking nicotine patch that fucking Spock slapped on his back. Yep. So uh, in the middle of the night. They're talking about plans to escape, and Meridia shows up and just makes out with Kirk. And mm-hmm. Bones is so sick of his fucking shit. <laughs> God damn, I can't wait to retire. I'm just, I'm just too old for this shit. Remember in the seventies, I used to have a fucking kick-ass medallion. Oh God, I was wearing bell-bottom jeans and I had a beard, snorting coke off hookers' asses. Oh God. <laughs> and I came back to this godforsaken commission, haven't fucking left. Carried a chakra, traveled through time, nearly went into Saved the whales. Saved the whales. Got drunk. Got drunk again. 
uh, ended up here in prison with my bellicose fucking best friend. Uh, so, yeah. Bones. so yeah, they uh, they they've made their plan to escape. Um, so the next, um, we see the Excelsior. Uh, it has Christian Slater in it. Yeah. Yeah, it wakes up Sulu and it's just like, hey, we got a thing here about the Enterprise. And Sulu's like, don't fucking wake me up. I'm going back to bed. Enterprise is dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I got my own ship now. Fuck K. Yeah. Uh, I, I did find out. I was reading into it. Uh, Christian Slater's mom yeah, was, she was the, the casting director. director. Yeah. So that's why it's he's... Cool. Yeah, that's why it's cameoing here. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Here, where you go, Christian Slater? Yeah. So, back on Rura Pente, the uh, Kirk and Spock, or Kirk and, not Kirk and Spock, Kirk and uh, Bones make their escape with Meridia, who is a shapeshifter. She mm. shapeshifts into Harry and the fucking Hendersons. <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot, Klingons, other a Kirk. 10-year-old girl. Yeah. Uh and they crawl through, and then they make the arduous trek outside of the barrier where Kirk just punches a woman. <laughs> yeah. That's not a woman. That's a man, baby. And he figures out that... adds up. You have a flare. Yeah. You let us out of the unbreakable prison. You're a shapeshifter. I don't trust you. But not in a prejudicial way. I just don't trust anybody. And yeah, he was right. Stuff. Yeah, he's right. And... Uh, and then yeah, the guy, they, the warden, who's also the guy who voices the, reads the quotes in Civilization Five, shows up. And uh, he's like, I'm going to kill you all and reveal. You're going to die anyway. I'm going to reveal. Well, first he vaporizes uh, What's-Her-Bucket. Meridia. Well, no, you're you're skipping over the part where Kirk fights Kirk. She shapeshifts oh, into yeah, Kirk and they Superman, fight. He has a Superman 3 moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm Captain Kirk. No, I. Captain Kirk. And then uh, the Klingon guy vaporizes uh, Kirk and the shapeshifter continues on as Kirk. Yep. And this is this is actually how Kirk dies. It's the shapeshifter the whole time, living yeah, out his rest. best life. It's incredible. What a twist. Yeah. Until they die by bridge. <laughs> Death by bridge. <clears throat> um, but now it's, it's the shapeshifter and uh, they get... Yeah, he's like, well, since I'm going to kill you all anyway, you should deserve to know that I, uh, that this is who was behind the plan the whole time. And then they get teleported out immediately. Mm-hmm. And Kirk's like pissed about it. Like, Spock, yeah. you fuck, you couldn't have waited a second later. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, we, oh, yeah, they, the Enterprise also, uh, we skipped the part where they rush through and then they have a whole bunch of books for Klingon translation. Like, they have oh, no yeah. idea. Because nobody knows how to fucking speak Klingon. And, uh, yeah, so the Enterprise is approaching. Yeah, that's right. I missed it in my notes here. Yeah, they're trying to fucking reply to these, uh, basically guys just watching at a space station. Outpost. The sector, yeah. And they're drunk and, and bored. And they totally just take in stride this fucking totally suspicious uh, transmission. We is contaminating food and other yeah. goods. And other goods, yeah. And the Klingons look at each other like, what the fuck? But don't what catch I like bugs. About, yeah, don't catch bugs. Yeah. What I like about this, though, is that Spock, earlier, before they even get to that point, is like, it's going to take an immaculate translation of linguistics or whatever he said. 
and then we have this it was really funny yeah just a smash cut um yeah it's a fun the humor lands uh for the most part yeah well um, it's it's everything's so well balanced in this one i feel like mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so um they beam everybody aboard scotty randomly just finds these spacesuits. Mm-hmm. um yeah he's sitting down like just in the i don't know the captain's meeting quarters but basically and uh it's like here's a what does he hear he hears something oh something in the air vent that is like blocking it and he's like oh i better take a look at the air vent because you know this ship is my passion and he opens the vent and he's like the spacesuits yeah and uh it goes out to the two uh crewmen the two racists uh, yeah. and they rush to find them and they're already dead Mm-hmm. But they set a clever trap because the first rule of assassination is to kill the assassins. Mm-hmm. So they say that, hey, can you, uh, uh, just everybody, so you know, those two uh, have gone to sick bay. So uh, they're in the sick bay. If you need to find them, they are in the sick bay. Hey, bring the court reporter because apparently the Enterprise has a resident court reporter. Uh, Big enough ship. It's <laughs> probably every. I am yeah. willing to bet they have that just because oh, yeah. it's a big enough ship that they'd have re- disputes. I'm willing to bet they have like a fucking dentist and all kinds of weird shit. Oh, well, absolutely. There. I bet. Well, well, just think of the size of these vessels. They would have to have so much stuff. I mean, it's like how when uh, I like uh, in Firefly in some of the episodes, you see how Alliance, like the big Alliance vessels are like city ships. And they mm-hmm. even have things like orphanages and not orphanages like, uh, Fuck, uh, where where people corral their children under the watch of others? Daycare. That's the one. And orphanages. <laughs> Same. Distance. It's a military ship <laughs> with an orphanage in it. They're hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, when mommy and daddy die in the heat of battle, we'll have a place to send you. That way you're not a burden on the state. <laughs> don't have any parents. Orphans don't have any parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take care. Orphanages. <laughs> I was That's like, what the, the fuck title. is he talking about? <laughs> That's the title of today's episode. Uh, oh, just the space yes, orphanage? The space orphanage. Yes, that's the one. Uh, no, they have... Uh, daycares and uh, all kinds of other stuff because they're like city ships like i said where like even their families live on them they're even bigger than how we even imagine like aircraft carriers and shit so Mm. pretty cool i like that so yeah i could totally see see them having just all kinds of stuff you know but yeah they go to they all gotta do something you know it can't just be discovery well, yeah. Well, and I mean, I imagine most of the crew is just like three shifts. Yeah. Because like, I'm I'm sure there's like a night captain or whatever, like someone that just that's just what they do. Well, Captain Kirk's asleep. They just yeah. man the whole thing. You know, someone's got to. Oh, that'd be a cool like, that'd be cool like a variation on lower decks, like the Star Trek night shift. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Like, all kinds of weird shit. Star Trek yeah. After Dark. <laughs> this is the weirder version of Star Trek. Um, so, yeah, they find... Uh, they they set their trap. With Kirk not even showering... Kirk and Bones not even showering and shaving. They've, they're all in the med bay, and they mm. catch the assassin red-handed. It's, it's Valeris. Gasp. Yeah, sharp intake of breath. And Spock is completely 
You can tell he's, he's pissed. Fucking pissed. His, his, like, he's enraged. He's like, you better shoot. You come at the king, you best not miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the space wire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they catch her, and then it's like, he's like, it's all, you know, there are people that just want to keep this war going. And uh, I don't believe the Klingons are to be trusted. Yeah. So I've conspired with Klingons. And, uh, well, I, I get it, though. Because, again, they're on both sides. Our way of life is dependent on this Cold War, on this animosity. On We can't... It's Because, again, I think there was a lot of feelings like that even at the time when this came out. Because, you know, Soviet Union's collapsing. It's very relevant to what they're going like what people are going through back then probably mm. in a sense like what do you mean we can't we can't wage war on this well never wage war on the soviets but we can't hate the soviets anymore we don't have our villain i've we, we beat ivan ivan drago rocky well, yeah won? that's a that's how yeah rocky won and he ended yeah. the cold war that's exactly. my he interpretation that wall, of events he punched that wall into obliteration man yeah the two boxing gloves met they exploded Rocky beat up Drago so good in front of Gorbachev that he couldn't help but dissolve yeah. the whole damn thing. Yeah, Glasnost That's... and Perestroika followed in the wake of uh, Drago's humiliating defeat. Yeah, they pinned all their hopes and dreams as a nation on Ivan Drago, and when he couldn't get the job done, they just decided to turn yeah, it threw in. threw in the towel. Like... <laughs> just fuck it. No, it's no. I'm not. It's it's over. It's just it's, it's over. We can't if. If he can't do it, no one can. Just, just fuck it. Fuck this whole thing. We're out. <laughs> All right. Somebody, somebody call Boris Yeltsin. All right. Fuck it. It's over. We're done. And uh, yeah, so uh, Valerius chooses not because they call her out on it. Like, you can't lie. The Vulcans don't. It's not logical. And she's like, I'm just choosing not to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And Spock's just like, you know what? Fuck you. And he mind you. melds. He mind, he mind melds her. And then he, he gives it the beans and the mind meld. And he goes like, digs deep. Because he, he they just, need... Huh? Yeah, he just fucking, like, it's the most violent mind melding I've ever seen. Yeah, well, and I it's think... It's a little uncomfortable. It, a little bit, but I think it kind of conveys that the... You know, he wasn't going to kill her, obviously, but he was going to, like, that, He she betrayed his trust on such a deep level. She drank his bong water and spat <laughs> in his face, and he couldn't live with it. So he fucking, okay, fine, name, name names, Cartwright, Admiral Cartwright, who was in the, he was one of the admirals, wasn't leading the meeting, but he was in the meeting, who mentioned, you know, we can Just attacking. A, yeah, exactly. We can attack we can now. Made, yeah, uh, Chang, because fucking duh. Um, no shit. Yeah, and like there's some other people. Oh, the Romulan ambassador. Yeah, Noclus. Yeah. Yeah, the Noclus. The Noclus. Yeah, yeah. He he's hanging out at the CIA headquarters in Virginia. Yeah, and because I guess the Romulans have a also a vested interest in sell like, in, Probably, in a yeah. war continuing. That, makes, that does make sense. Like. It's better for business that these two huge powers, you know, right? Because then we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And they also figured out that Chang has a prototype ship that can fire while cloaked. Mm-hmm. It's his, it's his uh, super weapon. It's the final boss of Star Trek. Yep. Uh, 
a bird of prey that turns invisible. Of all of the, we fought God, we faced off against Big Probe, we traveled through time, we uh, fought Khan, we fought Good Taste in the motion picture, and now, here, an invisible bird of prey. I kind of like it. Well, I like that it's a, it's a rel- like it's a step up, but that doesn't feel like a stupid ass pull of a ship like we might see in the future mm-hmm. but it, it feels like a you know this makes sense that it would be like yeah this is in development there's only one it's a prototype um and it works with the plot and but also works a lot of different levels i i like it yeah and yeah they have to go to where the secret meeting is because they're going to shoot at the federation president mm-hmm. and start uh start a war basically to keep the though i don't know how the klingon empire could hope to win i think that what is their goal to just like fight back on the federation and just beat them and expand that way and save the planet well i think for them it comes down to that uh bullheaded you know raised in that honor-bound tradition of of militaristic society where we can't conceive of going down in peace we're going to go down fighting uh, which is probably for them culturally very real, but sorry, I lost my train of thought. That's uh, okay. But yeah, they, <laughs> I think uh, I answered this is, your question, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is where they meet up with Chang, uh, who is just going to start spewing out soliloquies like a fucking final boss. He's just, mm-hmm. you know, we're two extremes, Kirk. You can't just let, you know, old warriors like us can't just stop fighting, even though we've mm-hmm. outlived our usefulness. And yeah, he just, uh, he is, uh, yeah. Even the, even the crew gets a little annoyed with him. Just like, can you just shut the fuck up? Cause he's just on intercoms, just taunting them while he's shooting. Yeah. While he's firing at them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, yeah, but they figure out that it is leaving. It, it is going to have some sort of exhaust and they can find where that exhaust is. Uh, and thankfully, they were tracking down all kinds of sick gas. So mm-hmm. what they need to do is put that inside a photon torpedo. So they get Bones and Spock in to to Perform go do surgery that. surgery on a torpedo. Yep. Um, and they shoot that out at him, mm-hmm. at Chang, uh, right as the Excelsior comes in. Because the Excelsior comes in, and Chang's just like, I'm just going to fire at them both. <laughs> so they... Um, find the photon torpedo they use they shoot that at the exhaust which causes them to the excelsior to know exactly where they're firing at mm-hmm. and they blow chang the fuck up with a take that you soliloquy <laughs> son of a bitch fuck you, chang. what do you got a monologue for us now you motherfucker Woo! take that your shakespeare in the original klingon and shove it yeah take that Kirk said so, and then they beam down to the planet, because while this is going on, there's been an assassin mm-hmm. who's been just sort of uh, sleepwalking his way through this conference and is about to shoot the Federation president, mm-hmm. but uh, they find him. Kirk is a rad enough dude to save the president, jumps oh, in yeah. front of him, like, Mr. President, get down! Um, <laughs> Duck! And, yeah, they've saved the day, and everyone's like, what's the meaning of this? And, like, we've got this Vulcan woman to tell us. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, and you're a co-conspirator. And you're a co-conspirator. You're you're going to jail. Um, yeah, I noticed the. I really thought as I was watching the uh, 
assassin really looked like the undertaker that's what i thought too yeah yeah i was wondering if you would as well because i was like wow but yeah and actually they they say so like they do after they save the president and reveal the big plan everyone fucking claps yeah like hooray <laughs> like no, i clapped like, i yeah. clapped because i i almost witnessed a murder and i clapped <laughs> and the murder was prevented hooray hooray peace can we still have time everybody we still have a lot of underlying issues with our society that we need to work through but yay this is a good starting point huzzah uh yeah and with that uh, our movie uh comes to a bit of a conclusion as as kirk uh they get a transmission like okay but now seriously you need to go back to space dock come on we're, like this is it's over now you're we're you're, shutting you're, down the studio yeah you're out past your bedtime come on it's yep uh, sulu wrap it up. sulu flies off with a it was nice to fly with you one last time captain mm-hmm. uh, like see you in action one last time and he flies off in the uh in the excelsior one uh heckin chonker of a spaceship and yep um uh, yeah, they get the order to come back, and Spock says, "If I were human, I would say the go uh, to hell. Go to hell. If I were human. If I were human. Right. Since and, I'm uh, Vulcan, I'll tell them to go fuck themselves." I didn't know uh, Kirk was Vulcan. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, they Kirk instead gives them to the direction to go to that star, uh, first star on the right. Uh, straight on till morning, because he's, I guess, attempting to go to Neverland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he flies off. Uh, they they warp away, and they have a big kind of shot of the bridge with everybody on it, mm-hmm. um, all kind of realizing that this is it. This is the last. They're just joyriding one last time, and then, you know, something's really, something special is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kirk's monologue at the end says that this isn't yeah this, well this is the end of their journey the, the others are going to be uh Taking the, up the mantle on you know carrying the torch of uh, the, yeah. the final to go event. where to go where no man no one has ever gone, gone before. before and yeah which is a bit of an emotional moment i think especially yeah, if, absolutely i'm i'm not gonna lie i teared up at the end of this because I don't know, especially having watched even the bad ones, man. Having gone through this journey with this crew, and I have, you know, never really watched all these movies in order, you know, fully. It it got me, you know? It got me. The last, this is it. This is the final journey, and the fact that it's such a redeeming film over five, even in spite of Cybok's performance, it's... Yeah, yeah, it got me. And also, yeah, that, that whole thing about the, the message and yeah, it's a work in progress, but we can get there. The undiscovered country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Gorkin believed in that green light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he turned out all right in the end. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So, yeah, then it ends with everyone's signatures and, and the credits. Everyone yeah. signs off on it. Um, Love that. And that... Yeah, and that's that's Star Trek Six. This yeah. movie slaps. This is amazing. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I think the mystery was a little it's obvious to me. I guess. Yeah. It wasn't but this... I mean, I I can't fault it because you you know sometimes you just need that kind of to move the plot along. But 
Well, it's the best. It's one of the best B plots that we get. Oh yeah, you know. Well, everybody gets to be utilized, and I love. You know, we didn't really mention it, but Scotty comes in and beats up the assassin. Right? He's yep. the one. You know, so everybody gets to have their moment, and I like that. Even if it's not like an action thing, it can be like Chekhov was re- really active in the investigation during the scouring of the ship. Uh, Uhura in the, uh, you know, Klingon transmission moment, so on and so forth. Uh, so everybody get to have have something to do that was relevant to the plot. Nobody meandered, and I felt that was nobody had cool. to do a fan dance. And I feel like that's the best. That's a huge bar. Yeah, that's yeah. a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, once you get over that, damn, damn, <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah, and you know, Chang. As much as I, you know, we kind of glossed over it, but the awesome villain. Oh yeah, even the, even with the mustache twirling and you know, fucking announcing it so loud. What is a man? About a miserable little pile of secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he turn Irish all of a sudden? But enough talk. Where's this pot of gold and his pile of secrets? <laughs> but enough talk. Have at thee. <laughs> We're both warriors, Captain Kirk. <laughs> you gotta have a hat. <laughs> Left your eyes half. <laughs> that's nuts. That's the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> no, William Wallace was yeah. not from Ireland. Fuck it. Just just all of it. They all look the same. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we learned nothing. At the end, we learned nothing. <laughs> no, the Klingons are wildly different. Oh, The Irish, obviously. though. <laughs> the Irish, that's another matter. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, can't be, I can't be racist against the Irish. I have an IRA. Well said. Oh, that was terrible. That was a terrible joke. All right, so what are your rankings for the Star Trek, the original series motion picture set? Uh, well, we'll we'll go with the the bottom one is is the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is uh, incredibly boring, and uh, I would rather be doing anything else yeah. than to watch it. It commits uh, the we'll cardinal with, sin. Then we'll go with five because it is just a fucking terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. Then we'll go with three, four, six, and two. Um, I don't think anything's ever going to beat Wrath of Khan for me. Yeah. Um, it's just a, in, in my opinion, just one of the most perfect uh, sequels and, and just distills down what I love about Star Trek um, and a lot of love you know, about those series of movies. It's, it's perfect totally. in every way to me. Yeah. What about you? So, from the top to the bottom, uh, uh, coming in at six, we have the motion picture. The same reasons. Uh, then we have number four. Then we have number five. Number two. Three. And then six. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I know. I I am so surprised that you hate four that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> can't stand it. <laughs> Not, wow. not can't stand it, but I, honestly, five is just Cybok was so entertaining that performance by Lawrence Lukenbill that it just surprised me how much I just that guy made that. And I, because like we said in the episode, it's a bad movie, but it's not unwatchable. No, it's a. I think it's 
more fun because it's so bad. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I, I enjoy it. And I enjoy Wrath of Khan, don't get me wrong, but, you know, 3, three just has that feeling of, like, a, a good Star Trek movie for me because it doesn't... It covers all the bases and, uh, it, it like, uh... What's a good way to put it? Like, if you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it, it spreads across all the bread. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so it's totally cool. And then I fucking love this movie. I Everything about this movie I love. Yeah, as I've said glowingly throughout this, just from the performances to the message to the political intrigue to the conspiracy. It's, it's a darker and edgier take on Star Trek a little bit. And it's a it's a fitting way to wrap up the series uh, with the original original set of characters. So I love for it, sure. Man. Yeah, and of course there would be more Star Trek movies mm-hmm. after this. Uh, we are in, totally intending to cover them. Um, One of these. We're days. just we're just gonna take a break. We just wanted to do the original set for now, mm-hmm. but we will we'll probably return with next. We'll combine next gen and the new ones. I, you know, just to just to do it, but we'll we'll do that. But uh, those stories will come for another day. Um, of course, the 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 influences uh, of these movies is is felt uh, throughout. These are widely troped mm-hmm. movies, and well, they just yeah. And yeah, it's just. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever get Star Trek movies quite like this. I don't know if we can make a if they can make a movie like Star Trek Six ever again, like a Star Trek movie like Six. Uh, maybe, like I said, it's all in the telling, and you never know what the what the future holds for the movies and stuff. Because uh, you know, I could I could I, see it taking a taking I a think... turn into kind of uh, still actiony, but uh, having that kind of serious maybe political tone or you know because i do like the politics of star trek it's very interesting to me well and i i don't know i just think that they've they've managed to because these are movies that had fairly modest budgets mm-hmm. like anymore i think 30 million dollars yeah but they've they managed to take those budgets and and do so much with them it's just that's the thing like i think they'd be this big higher budget It'll be it'll be interesting because I think there's some in the next generation era that live up to this one. It'll be interesting to see going through what is my favorite Star Trek movie of them all. Yeah, we'll probably keep that. We'll keep this list in mind, and then I was going to you know, yeah. Ref, yeah refer back to this yeah. uh, when we keep adding new stuff. But probably I'd say just rank them both. I think that sounds like the most fun, oh, like totally. having them separate. Yeah. Uh, where they appear in the grand scheme but of things. But I, I mean, I think even it, it, again, it depends on the telling of the story that they're going for. So you never mm-hmm. know. But uh, yeah, that wraps it up for for Star Trek. Um, if you did not listen to the Christmas episode, um, we, here's kind of the schedule is uh, moving forward. So this is the last one of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, uh, first off, Happy New Year. Uh, I know 2022, more like 2020 spew. Am I right? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I hope your next year is, uh, is awesome. And I, I hope you have a, a happy new year. Um, and, and, and all of that. 
Uh, we're going to be moving on to a short one. So we're going to do Power Rangers. Yeah, we're um, going to go, go Power Rangers for a couple minutes. And before we do that, though, we're going to do the rankies just on the first. Mm. Uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out. So on the first of the year, we're just going to go through and rank everything. We kind of have our own little award show and just sort of recap and refocus and, and just kind of see where, you know, everything's at. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to do a special on Friday the 13th, like that releases that day about Friday the 13th. So yeah. every Friday the 13th, we're just going to keep doing those to kind of break up the monotony of them because mm-hmm. uh, Dayton would probably hate it. Oh, God, hate yeah. everything if we did all of them all at once. So, oh, yeah. We're going to start it as a very long-term project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every Friday. Yeah. Uh, the Friday specials. Yeah. The, you know, we might might bust it out if I feel like it's been a while since we've done one. But uh, but for now, just on every Friday the 13th, starting with the first one. And then after that Friday the 13th, we'll let you know. Uh, but I have a few candidates, but uh, we'll let you know what we're leaning towards for the next big project, probably after the second Power Rangers movie. Yep. So for now, uh, if you just want to, like, we have the Rankies, the Power Rangers, the movie from the 90s, uh, the new Power Rangers movie, just called Power Rangers, mm-hmm. and uh, Friday the 13th, if you like to watch along with what we do. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's another one in the bag. Yeah, Hell yeah. And it's, it's nice. It's really, yeah, it's fun. This is a lot of fun. I enjoy it. This was, this was a good one. So Even yeah. with its even with its lowliest of lows, this was this was a good time in, uh, in Starfleet. It ended way better than it started. Oh, God, so. yes. That's so fucking true. Oh, my God. Yeah, just uh, Star Trek 1 was a, my God, what have we done moment. We had to rip off the bandaid somehow, but we got here, so that's like totally worth. That's almost like with the Batman, you know, how like we ended with like, yeah, the Batman. Yeah, I know. We tend to finish stronger than we yeah. start with a lot of these, which is, I would imagine, rare. I think that has more to do with how we pick them. So. Probably, yeah. But anyway, yep. uh, that's all for the future. Uh, have a happy new year, everybody. Uh, we'll see you in 2023 with the Rankies. Until oh, yeah. then, I'm Dev. I'm Devin Specht. I'm Dave. We'll see you later, everybody. Peace. Peace.